Welcome back to the Signal the Noise podcast on ProSign Web, sponsored by Shure. I am Michael Lawrence. I'm the technical editor of ProSign Web and Live Sound International, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Kyle Chernside. Ta-da! In an enterprise truck on the way to San Francisco. This is probably going to be one of the better podcasts, just because uh, I think there's definitely cell phone restrictions going on right now, and probably DOT uh, things that I'm not paying attention to, because I'm just going to tell them I'm moving or something. So and, this uh, is this is one of those circumstances where we say, uh, you know, hey kids, don't don't do what Kyle's doing right now. And, and when when we talked before, we had a phone call before. I was thinking, I was like, you know what? How many times in our pursuit of our career in audio or this whole production bit do we take time out of like our lives to provide stuff for other people? You know, like. Everyone comes to the shows to have a good time. You know, it's a release. It's a, um, you get to go see your favorite band or a band you've never seen before or someone you heard on the radio or even a theater or a play that you've been wanting to see. And everyone there is just having a great time. And you're the person working. You know, how many times... I, I can't count the amount of time that I've spent in a hotel lobby listening to Christmas songs while everybody's on vacation and I'm waiting for my flight um, to get to the next radio show during, you know, the holiday season. I mean, that's the, that's the way it feels sometimes. And maybe I'm jaded, but um, what, what are we going to do to enjoy ourselves? Like, I don't go to shows. I don't go to theater plays. <laughs> I just perpetuate this thing where I'm providing a, a killer service for people to come and have fun. Right. So in a way, uh, other people's leisure is our work, is what you're saying. And so then, you know, how do we get out of that? And that's something that, uh, you know, it's something that I'm glad you bring up because it's an important topic uh, for, for taking care of myself and taking care. You know, there's a couple um, uh, um, students that I, that I work with kind of, you know, mentoring them and, and getting them helped along in their careers. And, and this is something that comes up all the time in our conversations, which is, yes, you're really passionate about this. And yes, you're really excited about this. And yes, there's this kind of urge to go out and just learn as much as you can and do as much as you can. And I think, you know, the modern educational climate is more homework and more programs and more internships. But you really have to balance that because if you burn yourself out or if you get to a point where you are not healthy or you get to a point where you're doing it so much that you aren't enjoying it anymore, um, that's not a good situation. We don't want anybody to get hurt and we don't want you to get to the point where you don't enjoy it anymore because that was the whole idea yeah. to begin with. And so this is a, this is a really interesting topic and it's a really important topic. And, you know, for me, it's, it's having boundaries. It's, you know, maybe at 11 PM, it's time to, uh, to disconnect a little bit and, and grab a book or grab a magazine or, you know, uh, I like crappy horror movies. So, you know, it's tough for me yeah. because, because I love to read, you know, uh, curling up with, with Live Sound International is relaxing, but you're still not unplugging your professional brain. So, <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Not at so, all. so, even though I love reading about that stuff and working on that stuff, it's sort of like, all right, let's put on a crappy horror movie now and just kind of unplug for a couple hours. And I have to tell you, talking with, you know, other people my age and younger in the field, you know, college students up to, you know, mid, mid 20s and early 30s, this is a common theme that I'm noticing amongst my colleagues, which is, how do we disconnect? How do we recharge our batteries? And that's so important because you just, otherwise you stop being productive. 
and and that's where I was heading with our last podcast with Scoville. I was like, you know, how do you deal with life off the road? And and I'm still dealing with it because it's so rewarding. Like the reward sometimes is better than the feeling. But then towards the end of my touring career, you know, everybody started releasing these papers and, and work on, you know, the mental health of touring professionals, you know, roadies, uh, the band members, everything. I mean, this is, it, it should be a legitimate concern. Like, um, we sacrifice a lot. I mean, uh, production companies know this the best because they know that holidays are their best paid shows, you know? Um, so getting a normal holiday like someone else is, is kind of hard. And especially once you continue down the road towards family and paying bills and buying your own things, like balancing what your, I guess, almost what your morals are against what your job requires and the reward of your job, you kind of got to, it, it's a fine line, man. It really is. Um, like I used to tell my friends that wanted to get out and start touring and, and do things, it's like you, you kind of got to be built for it. And I always did the, I, I thought fighters were the best thing. Boxers, UFC, mixed martial artists were the, the best way to put it because it, even if you just look at those athletes, they were born to do that. Like, some people aren't born to punch people in the face, like <laughs> or be punched in you, the face. <laughs> yeah, like you. But it, it's a certain kind of person that just is really good at that. And maybe, and, and it's funny because people would look at me and I go, "Oh, it took for a house guy, well, cargo shorts, Zildjian hat, you know, a free T-shirt, you know, walkie-talkie, like." So I guess there's some kinds of those traits that filter over, and I think you're just born to do this. And the satisfaction of, of doing the gig, but the sacrifices of doing the gig are a fine balance, my man. And both you and I know, because now we have full-time gigs, we're moved into new spots, um, we're wanting to do this podcast to help people out. Like, um, it's a push and pull, man. Right, and that's you know that's a conversation for for our to for our listeners to bring them on board to what we're talking about. You know, um, Kyle and I have both uh, been moving around employment wise in the last couple of months, and and we've both got some really cool gigs that we're enjoying. And so the conversation is, how do we you know move forward professionally and still give time for ourselves and still make sure we have time to do this podcast, which is something that we both enjoy doing. And so we're going to have some some more updates for our listeners in coming episodes about some things that we're going to be doing to continue bringing you this content uh, the best way that we can possibly do that. Um, but I think, Kyle, to, to get back to your original point, you know, I, I'll say that just in the last even 12 months, I've noticed a, a, a huge uptick in the amount of attention that's being paid to this idea of mental health. Um, it wasn't oh, yeah. being mentioned, you know, and you've, you, you were touring long before I ever was. And so I, I think you, you, w- you would say that you've seen even more of a swing, but I know that at least at the beginning of my career, when I was very young, no one was talking about it. It just wasn't mentioned. Um, you know, and so that the, the fact that that's now starting to become a topic of discussion, and we're not ignoring it anymore, I think is very important, and that's a that's a welcome trend. And the other the other thing I think that's unique, 
we have to look at solutions that are specific to our line of work because, you know, the average person who does Monday through Friday 9 to 5, then they go home and they have that the weekends and the evenings to unwind and be with their family or their significant others or whatever that is. Um, that doesn't apply to people like us who do concerts on the weekends and are working, you know, 16-hour days are, are regular. Um, and so, right. so a lot of the solutions that are often given for folks – dealing with these issues don't necessarily apply very well or won't be as effective for people that are in our line of work. And so I think this is an important conversation to talk about, specifically people who are in, you know, event production and those unique challenges and what are we going to do to move forward? Oh, yeah. And something needs to be said about the the correct partner, too, because um, definitely went through a lot of companions in my tenure uh, that couldn't handle what I did. And, uh, even to this day, my I've been with my lady now ten years. We have a baby, and I got two stepkids, and I love being a dad and, and ferrets. the whole nine yards. But um, still, I just jumped in the truck today, and she thinks I'm going on vacation because she would love to jump in a truck and look at trees and stop at roadside <laughs> places. And she she thinks it's like almost a vacation, but like you said, sixteen hour days, ten of that might be really odd work and then four of it is finger busting band-aid safety concern <laughs> dealing with people like it's different it, it's different than normal i don't even want to say normal because it's not even normal anymore like everything's 24 hours but um almost like the retail people who are like oh it, it's holiday time we got to amp up our staff because we're going to be super busy um same thing with production work like oh, now we're going to have to split this rig into three rigs and I'm going to have to put out three different crews on three different shows that end at three different times with one truck to get all the gear to every place. Like, um, And when you see the money involved with that, that's the one thing that, that helps me kind of get through is like I I complain about it and then I see the check and I'm like, I did that for the right thing. Now my daughter can get a new pair of shoes. Uh, my lady can get her hair did or go get a massage like um the reward's good but like yeah man mental health has always been a thing and i'm gonna go ahead and say it man i've lost a bunch of my friends from depression related stuff a couple of them were road dogs uh one anniversary that just came up was a uh a guy here in st louis my friend uh, frank shaw took his life um in a hotel room you know, and he was out on tour and, uh, we would have never known it. Like day to day, the guy was, uh, functioning very well, you know, and very smart, very intuitive and a very good sound engineer and reputable in the community. He had, you know, wife and kids. And, uh, from the legacy he left behind was like, you know, this stuff just got to him. It, it got to him more than anything because he couldn't be home at certain times. I'm sure there was that that whole thing where uh, social media kind of puts on this outward appearance of everything's going great, but the inward appearance is, is, is rough to explain to anybody, even yourself. You know? yeah. Well, I think before we go any further, I think we should mention that um, you know, if you are feeling these types of pressures, um, the worst thing you can do is keep it to yourself. The worst thing you can do is sit on it. Um, and, you know, we absolutely encourage you, we implore you to reach out, uh, even if it's just to us, you know, signal noise podcast, gmail.com, send us an email, like somebody, 
you know, a, a trusted friend and employer, um, let us know how you're feeling. And if you don't tell somebody, no one can help you. Um, and I think what we'll do is get some information on some, some uh, you know, hotlines and stuff like that, some support for people, and we'll try to put them in the description of this podcast. Um, but, Love but, it. You know, but I think, I think that's really important that, um, you know, like, Kyle, you, you check our podcast email regularly. Um, my phone number is, is on my website. So if someone out there is struggling, please don't keep it to yourself. Please reach out. And, um, yeah, even if it's not anything involved with, like, audio, that's the worst thing you can do is keep it to yourself. Sometimes a stranger is the best person to talk to, you know. Uh, that's one of the best things about doing what we We have something in common. And he's back, he's back from the black hole, ladies and gentlemen. Kyle Turnside joining us live from the road in his Enterprise van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, but reach out. Signal the number two noise podcast at Gmail. Um, I, I check it quite frequently. We've we've actually been getting a, um, a a higher response now from our email, which is really cool. I wish there was some way to put a poll or keep you guys engaged more. Um, but yeah, if anyone's having any issues or need to reach out and talk, I think Michael and I we we're surrounded by professionals, which is super cool. Um, when it comes to mental health, we're probably not the best folks to reach out to, but we're here and we can get you help and we can point you in the right direction and we'll definitely keep in touch with you. That's for sure. Yep, absolutely. And, and, uh, and that goes back to some comments that I've made, uh, you know, in the past, which is, you know, uh, there's nothing stopping anyone from reaching out. If there's someone in the industry that you look up to or you want to learn from, we have a question for, reach out to that person. Um, you know, I, I, I have made a habit of that. And I have gotten nothing but incredible responses from people. Um, so I, I think that's really important. Um, so, so you know, that mental health discussion, especially that we're coming up on a holiday time, uh, this can be a difficult time of year. Like, like you said, you know, sitting in the, in the, in the hotel lobby listening to Christmas songs. Um, it's going to be really rough on people. So, so I think, uh, you know, to, to wrap this topic up, you know, I think it's just an important conversation. And I think it's something we're going to have to look into more in the future. And if you are struggling, please let somebody know. Um, and, you know, then there's the, the broader spectrum of how do we keep ourselves healthy. And, you know, for me, that's, you know, taking a couple hours and put on a movie, uh, plugging in the Xbox, you know, just kind of way to get, give your brain something else to do for a little while. Um, yeah. Because you know, it's, you know, today's a good example. Like I'm, I'm doing this with you this morning. I was programming a show file for our show I got at the weekend. I'm about to go have a production meeting in about half an hour, and then I'm going up to a theater to mix another show. So even on a given day, I'm juggling so many things professionally and shows that are being performed today, shows that are going to be performed next week, shows that are just in the advancing stage. That can be overwhelming, certainly overwhelming. And, you know, so, it, you know, the, the idea of keeping yourself healthy is super important. Yeah, and I do it by eating a ton of food. Uh, I've already got <laughs> my, my, my food stops planned out uh, from a previous podcast. You might hear about uh, possibly Kansas City Barbecue. I'll be going through there. Oh, um, boy. Yeah, we, we've Cheyenne, heard all about that place, yeah. Yeah, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Um, I, I like meat. I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> they have they have buffalo up there and delicious food that we can't get around here. And then, of course, heading to the West Coast, since I haven't been there and been living in uh, Missouri for a while now, I don't trust sushi places in Missouri, one, um, unless they're serving you like bluegill rolls or something, crappie, bass, 
Um, but yeah, fish. And then, and then one of the things that I picked up, it, seriously, I mean, I work out. Like, I didn't know how good it could be for myself. Like, I sleep better. Yeah. Um, I eat better. I My mental focus is better. My strength is better. So when I have to jump on a truck or help with load in or load out, like, I don't feel like I can't lift anything. I mean, shoot, I'm going to be... Here, I'm going to drop it, dude. I'm going to be 50 in two and a half years. That's insane to me. Like, uh, from a kid who never thought I was going to make it past 23 because I was making really poor decisions and living an awful lifestyle before I started touring, like, and, and even living an awful lifestyle touring, not eating right, not sleeping right, on a bus, moving, on a plane, flying across the oceans, like, um, working out is... Uh, totally helped me out. And even Scoville mentioned that too. And it's funny because like after our podcast, he's been hitting me up on Facebook and like, I put some things about squats and he gave me some pointers and like, so it's kind of sparred this thing outside of the industry that we talk about all the time. <laughs> which, which, you know, and I think that's important too. Like, it, and I'll say, you know, with my work that with the, with the rational acoustics guys, I mean, you couldn't ask for a bigger group of passionate nerds than, than those folks. Um, and in that sense, it's just an awesome surrounding for me and I, it's a great environment. I'm super fortunate, but you know, then the end of the day comes around and Jamie's pulling out the grill and, and we're just having laughs and food and good times. And we're not talking about FFTs. Um, and that, you know, what, you that's know, important. you, you cracked me up the other day. You were like, I have, I had to learn how to respond to gifs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because they, they <laughs> <laughs> so much of our, our, you know, our production emails and our, our meetings and our, we use instant messenger to, you know, talk within ourselves at the office. And so much of that is, is gifs or gifs or however you damn kids are saying it these days. I go, Oh, this is now a professional vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> like my dad still doesn't know how to program the, the time on the VCR, but he can send me a gif now. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> well, in, you know, uh, one of our, uh, our support technicians, Liz, She's so great, and she, she has a really good point about this, which is our, our communication these days is largely textual, emails and, and text messages. And so there's this thing that's been lost, you know, the facial expressions and, and the context of that statement. And she's like, no, it really, you know, stuff like emojis, as stupid as it is, it really helps me communicate more context uh, with a statement. And I've really been thinking about that, and I'm like, you know what, there really is something to that. Um, and, and another thing that I've been trying to do whenever possible, is make a phone call instead of send an email. And I can't always do that. It's a scheduling thing. Um, it's it's an availability thing. You know, obviously, if I'm trying to correspond with someone who's in a different time zone, there's all these issues with that. But whenever possible, I try to make a phone call just to let the person hear my voice and to hear their voice. And I think it's just it's a healthier style of communication. So I think little stuff like that, um, you know, I think makes it makes a big difference. For sure. And I see that even uh, now working with Bose Professional, like uh, email is just the things that we use to reiterate what we've talked about via text message or it's just a place to organize. Um, And and same with phone calls. Like the phone call is like the follow up to everything culminating together. And uh, yeah, man, it's really cool to work with a bunch of people that are smart and cool and nice because yeah, I, I came from a place of fear, living in fear of my job. So um, it, it's really nice to be with people that are passionate about their gig, that have been there for a long time, 
that can convey a text message and send some funny stuff and like it doesn't get on anybody's nerves because you know the attitude that's going around and and everybody's on the same page. Speaking of um, my hate for uh, my last job, I don't really hate it. it. I'm just very disappointed in the way it all went down. But uh, Behringer has now announced that they're releasing the new wing console, and uh, Midas is a uh, uh, release that, that HD will be available for purchase here soon. Um, I'm not going to pull my take on any, any of them because I think it would be a little bit biased. Um, have you heard anything in the press about the things coming out from them? Well, the the wing, I have very, very limited information. I saw a couple teaser videos. There's not that much out there yet. I think the official announcement is, is coming up. Um, the yeah, yeah, so so that's you know by the time our listeners hear this, it will be out. But as we're recording it, that's going to be tomorrow. Um, and uh, our our uh, the 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 heritage board, um, I have yeah, you know as you know, I'm a Midas console owner, and and I I mix a lot on Midas consoles, and um, they're one of my one of my preferred platforms. And so I I, I did follow that pretty closely, um, and I think there are some really interesting things going on with it. Um, I'm not ready to give up my pro series yet. I love my, <laughs> love my pro one. Um, there are some, some things that, um, seem very thoughtful in terms of just looking at how problems come up on tour or what sort of production issues we need to solve. So for example, uh, you know, a shout mic matrix, um, is something that a lot of engineers sort of try to hack together when they can out of, you know, onboard matrices and, and loopbacks and, and stuff. And so saying, we're going to just build this in, we're going to give you this tool, um, stuff like that, that just shows me that, you know, there was a long look taken at, Hey, how, how are these things being used in the field? What sort of issues need to be dealt with and how can we facilitate that? Um, and For so sure. th- that's sort of, you know, and I haven't gotten hands on with the desk yet. I've gotten, I've been fortunate to get an, an, an opportunity to go and do so. I, you know, it's life of a freelancer. I had a, a gig. Um, but you know, it's, it's and regardless of manufacturer, um, I, I see a big disconnect in the industry, and I see manufacturers really fall into one of two categories. There are the, you know, a bunch of marketing people designed this thing, and we don't really know how it's going to work in the real world. Or the other category is we asked engineers, we asked boots on the ground, we asked people that are actually out there doing the job what they need, and we designed a product around that. And I, I found that generally the stuff falls into one of those two categories. Um, and I will say that I did get some hands-on time with the new XTA MX36 console switcher, which which I've been kind of mooning over for a while. Um, and yes. I, we did a show um, last week. My buddy David and I were, were engineers on a show that had four consoles, I think four, three or four consoles in front of house. And so I brought this thing out there, and I we hooked it up. And then my buddy David, who was a system tech for that show, was like, this thing is awesome. And so he kind of, you know, I took him through it real quick. Um and it's what he said was, and I'm going to quote him because I feel the same way. He said, "This is like it's like they actually put everything that an engineer would want in a console switcher. Like they actually asked an engineer, what tools do you need?' And they actually paid attention to the problems that we need to solve with this piece of equipment, and it solves those problems. And it's a fantastic piece of gear. And you know, and like we've talked about in the past, um, I I will speak my mind when I'm asked for to do a product review. When I'm asked my thoughts on a product." I'll speak my mind. Uh, I am not out to just blindly praise anybody. I'm not out to blindly demonize anybody. I will honestly take a look at it and and tell you what I liked and what I didn't like. And and I I really like this thing. Um, yeah. There's going to be a review. I, I did write it up for for next month's uh, magazine for those of you that are subscribers. If you're not, by the way, 
go sign up. It's free. Uh, so, so my, you know, my thoughts will be in, in next month's issue, but yeah, you know, I love these things that are coming out now where it's like, Hey, you know, whoever designed this actually paid attention to the needs of the people that are going to use it. Yeah. And, and that's where I was going to go with that too, is because, uh, a lot of other manufacturers are putting out similar products right now at the same time. So it's going to be the, the feature set that wins at the end of the day. Um, the one thing I was looking at, and I've already talked to you about, was the Allen & Keys. Is it called Advances? Yes. Yes, it is. Yep. So I'm kind of excited about that platform. Um, I think they really knocked it out of the park with the, the, the D platform, the live platform. The D-Live, yeah. And, uh, I mean, there was a little inherent issues here and there with touchscreens and navigation. And like you said, the whole marketing bit where... They don't really know how it works, but they can explain it through marketing. Um, I think they've really stepped up their game, and I think this might be the changer for them. Um, maybe like the X32 of Allen and Heath. Uh, that, that's where my comparison is going to lay when the wing comes out. Is like, Does it meet or break or beat uh, the other consoles at that level? Right. And, and with HD, I've, I've been on that desk quite a few times since... Uh, development and Pete Sadler and the team in Midas really did do what you said. Now they went out of the box and they took all the things that people would complain about on social media. They take all the things that uh, touring engineers or big production houses would need and want this and went with that architecture to start building the HD and I, I think that might be the new I won't say revolutionary but evolutionary console from um, a manufacturer and another shakeup that I heard about just recently, I'll have to check to make sure uh, the rumors are true, but I think it got released that um, Solid State Logic is now part of the Group 1 distribution in the Americas, which uh, handles Digico, Clang, EV, and a bunch of other stuff. So, yeah, this is a good time of the year for shakeups because uh, obviously NAMM's coming up um, new product releases always kind of get launched around that or PLS. So uh, I'm excited about the XTA thing too. I think that's going to be production guy's best friend where it used to be um, the XL88, the matrix mixer from Midas from um, before the Behringer acquisition. So now this is going to be the new switcher. Right. And there was the, you know, you still see the old APB, you know, Dynasonics mix switcher, which is a great unit, but it's analog and, and you know, in, in modern eras, um, sometimes that's not going to work, and you know that's where you kind of want you really want that redundancy and that failover, and 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 so that's where I you know I see the the XTC unit really coming in to its own. And I, as a general note, um, you know I I do really think that you know as as an independent engineer, you know, so I obviously you know I'm, I don't have a warehouse, I don't stock stuff, I'm not a rental company, but I have made some investments in gear that I use to do my own job. I own a DSP, I own a console, you know. Um, and for me, when I'm making that investment, which is, let's be honest, it's a lot of money, especially if you don't have a company behind you. If you're independent, you're talking about an enormous outlay of cash here and something that you save for a long time to be able to afford. And for me, it's very important that the company that I invest in is listening to me. And, you know, if I have a problem with this, who can I call? And, and I don't go for the, our stuff's perfect, it never breaks, everything breaks. I don't hold it against you if your stuff has a failure, but I need you to respond appropriately to that. And, and so... Um, you know, I had a console issue uh, a while back and I got the support on the phone and they sent me the part overnight and the next day I was rolling and I said that I, I could not have asked for that to be handled any better. Um, 
I'll give a shout out to the folks at RCF. Uh, a company I work with just invested in an RCF rig, and I, I love it. It's fantastic. And the support people are fantastic. And, like, I've never waited longer than, you know, 24 hours to get anything resolved. Um, and, and I'll say, you know, because you're talking about Alan Heath, uh, shout out to Jeff Holly over at Alan and Heath. He's back. Beautiful plains of Missouri with no <laughs> cell phone service. You gotta love it. So, so what I was rambling on by myself before I realized that my phone is disconnected was, <laughs> uh, maybe we should have an episode and our listeners out there can help us out of tools and items that we need to start putting in our bag that will just make our, jive, our lives a lot easier when we get there. Like you said, you want a DSP and a console you know, I have microphones and a desk and cabling and stands. Um, you know, why to get them, what to get first, maybe. Right. Um, how to make the decision on what to get. Uh, I think that would be a good episode. And, and we definitely need the help from our listeners if, if there's some uh, more seasoned folks out there that can email us or give us a shout on, hey, what was the first thing you bought that really helped out your gig? Was it a mic kit? Was it uh, sub-snakes? Was it a DSP unit, like a lake processor or some kind of uh, speaker alignment system? I mean... Uh, right, right. Analyzer, yeah. Um, and you know what? I, and I'll say to tie that back in with what, what I was saying when you were also... We were, you know, apparently <laughs> just both babbling on. Um, you know, I... I when I did a review of the Allen and Heath SQ uh, seven desk, um, you know, I, I had used it and I took it to a couple gigs and and I emailed Jeff Holly who who does their you know in charge of their marketing over there and I said here's my thoughts and you know I really like these things and here's a couple things that that I'm not sure why you did them that way and and you know the two takeaways from that to me were that one there was a very good reason for everything they did, which I think is important for our listeners to realize that you know if you're not involved in a product development it's not always clear but. Um, Nothing's, nothing tends to be slapdash is what I've noticed. Um, and the other thing that I'll say is, you know, the fact that, um, that my feedback was considered and passed around to the engineering team, I think that's really important. And that, that's, uh, that is the kind of company that I feel comfortable investing in. And so when we're talking about what you're talking about, which is I'm investing in my own tools, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get my kit together. I'm going to get whether it's a console, whether it's a DSP, whether it's analyzer software, whether it's, you know, literal screwdriver and hammer and stuff, um, going with a company that you feel comfortable with, that you feel is making the quality of tool that, that, that you need for your job, that you feel will, will back you up when you have an issue. I think that's, that's a really important part of that conversation. Um, so yeah, let's, let's put it out to the listeners to say, if you guys have tools that, uh, you rely on and, and, or you're interested in, in getting into a tool set, send us an email and let us know what your thoughts are on that. Well, the job goes on, my man. It does. Uh, it does. I, it, and, uh, it's cool that we can just do this whenever we need. Um, that I definitely want to give a shout out to Keith and um, everybody for helping us and letting us do this thing the way it needs to be done. Uh, I hope to get more feedback. Uh, I know we got that one email that I shared with you, and it was really cool because the guy had just worked with somebody. He didn't know quite sure how to get a hold of him, but he explained his situation for the day and, Immediately, we forwarded that email along. Uh, one of our people got in touch with their people. Their people got in touch with him, and now it's something that could be able to happen. So, right. Uh, yep. So, definitely reach out to us. Share your thoughts. Share your questions. Share your concerns. You know, Kyle and I 
I have a lot of conversations about, you know, how we want to continue forward with this podcast and move it and shape it and, and what what our priorities are and, and bringing, you know, good, helpful content to you guys. And, and you are all invited to be a part of that discussion. So please do reach out. Our email address is going to be in the description of this podcast. Um, I have to get up to the theater for a gig. And Kyle, you have to continue driving like a maniac. Um, for sure. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be it for now, guys. But please do reach out and please share us your thoughts. And we will be in touch very shortly with another episode of the Signalinoid podcast sponsored by Shore. And uh, everyone travel safe. Thank you, guys.